I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is your host, CEO Chuck Sexton. And today we have a special um, opportunity for our listeners to take a look at what it's like to be a movement member. Um, As soon as I finish up with this introduction, you're going to hear from Chad Chancellor, our co-founder, and Susan Donkers. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about the movement and what the benefits are of being a member. The movement is a program that we began just a couple of years ago to allow economic developers and other professionals to learn more about the industry, to have education at their fingertips and training, and to give some extra benefits to those of our loyal movement members. Uh, With being a movement member, you will generate more prospects. You'll learn how to land your dream job, learn how to close more deals, how to increase your salary. All of these extras are included with hundreds of educational and training videos, and movement members also receive discounts on other economic development-related services from Next Move Group. So we want to encourage you to take a look at becoming a movement member. Uh, you can learn more at thenextmovegroup.com backslash movement. And also, I want to make sure you know that starting in June, we will be increasing the price of being a movement member. We want to honor all of our current movement members by locking their pricing in because they've been such loyal members for the past couple of years. And so we're going to be increasing those prices uh, starting in June. So if you'd like to get in at the current rate, you need to do so before June 1st. Just go to nextmovegroup.com backslash movement. I want to uh, also throw back, before we jump into this week's episode of the podcast and our guests, I want to talk about our predictions for the Derby from last week because Chad and Alex and I sat and talked last week about our thoughts on the Kentucky Derby. And number one, I cannot say enough how wonderful it is to attend a Kentucky Derby. If you haven't done it, you absolutely need to. We have done it in all forms. We've been in the jockey suites. We've been in Millionaire's Row. We've been down on the finish line. And I have to say, my best experience was this year uh, with my good friend, Duran Hall, and some great people from Louisville. Uh, During Derby Day, I got a chance to be um, on the third floor right at the finish line. And it was heart pounding. And the people watching was phenomenal. And seeing a lot of great friends and colleagues there at the Derby, it was just a wonderful experience. But who in the world would have thought an 80 to 1 shot would win the Derby. I said it last week during our podcast. I said every year something can happen. There's always a storyline, and boy, was there this year. 
And that's the thing about the Derby. It almost makes me think of March Madness because truly anything can happen at the Derby, and that's what makes it so great. You can have all the odds uh, for certain horses, and then you have that one that just has a wonderful showing with a great jockey, great training, great owners, and bam, an 80-to-1 shot win. So at any rate, I hope that you all enjoyed uh, watching it. Those of you who attended, I hope you had a great time. And like I said, I encourage you to, uh, to do so in the future if you get a chance. And now it's time for your taste of what it's like to be a movement member with one of our exclusive podcasts. Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group, sits down with Susan Donkers Franklin, Vice President of Strategic Development at Global Location Strategies. That'll occur just after this break. I'll see you next week on the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my bills and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my bills and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most it works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other buildings and sites databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com, book yourself a demo, and see if this can help your community have more success. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group, and this is one of the shows we're doing live from our Mardi Gras event. So if you hear a little noise in the background, that is folks walking around and we're tickled to death that they are here. And so uh, we've got Susan Donkers with us. She's the VP of Strategic Development for Global Location Strategies. But first of all, Susan, welcome to New Orleans. I am so happy to be here, Chad. Thanks for having us. Tickle we that. took the train here. By I way. heard that. Was that good? We took the Amtrak. We left Greenville, South Carolina at 530 in the morning. Wow. And we did a whistle-stop tour across the southeast. Cool. So Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi landed, or I guess arrived in New Orleans, 9 p.m. So it was better than I thought it was going to be, I wow. have to say. You'd be surprised how many people have come down and done that. So it's something I'm going to have to do one day. I looked at going to St. Louis on it once, but believe it or not, Amtrak doesn't go to St. Louis. It goes to Chicago. <laughs> it goes to Chicago. Minutes, so it doesn't go through there. So most of our listeners, of course, are very aware of global location strategies through all the various site selection projects. They do one of the best known firms in the country, but I'm really interested in some of the technology projects y'all come out with. So why don't you just first give a little overview of the company and then we'll get into some of these new products. So Global Location Strategies has been around for over 50 years, and it came out of the Floor Corporation, which many people know is one of the top five engineering, procurement, and construction firms globally. And um, in the, I'd say, 2006 to 2010 timeframe, you know, the whole world got turned upside down, and I'm going to yada, yada, yada through all the different ownership changes that happened during that time, but we emerged on the other side of that with Didi Caldwell as our owner and president of Global Location Strategies. 
and we focus on manufacturing and industrial site selection. So heavy process, I call it big water, big energy, big people, who would we do big deals? And when you're working big deals, as well as um, in a high volume kind of setting, so you're working a high volume of deals, as well as looking at high volume of locations, and you're looking at high volume of data per location. When you multiply all that out, you start to get up to a scale problem in terms of data. So our tech solutions that we've developed in terms of software grew out of our own pain to how do we absorb, accept and absorb and analyze all of these mountains of data. And so the tech journey started in 2014, uh, crying in our beer. It really just started as talking about all the pain that we experience of how do we continue to provide excellent service at the same time, accepting, absorbing, and analyzing right. data. Right. So talk about the technology suite, kind of, because you've got more than one product. So talk about kind of how the whole suite works together, what might interest economic development. We tried to develop, so we started from a vision of, we're on a journey of developing a product or a service for every corporate location decision. And we started asking ourselves the question um, of how might a client, how might a corporate client self-perform their site selection? So instead of always thinking about it from the standpoint of clients have to hire us, we started thinking about it from the standpoint of if a client would prefer to self-perform all, all of their data collection, all data analysis, virtual site visits, field site visits, if they just want to do it themselves, how could we enable that? Because that's what we're doing. We are our own client um, with, in terms of the tech. And so we started the journey in 2014. We did uh, research, we did development, we did needs analysis, journey mapping. We interviewed clients, current ones, former ones. We interviewed economic development organizations. We started software development in 2018, 2019 timeframe. We partnered with Lisa Franklin of Evergy, the owner of Lois, and we developed a suite. And the suite really is that turnkey approach, collect data, analyze it and then make recommendations sure so how would economic developers find that you got website i know it's a brand new product oh. you got your website launched so how can they learn about it the best place to learn about the journey is siteselectiontech.com okay. i hadn't looked at that one yet so i'm glad you said that well that one's where we're introducing this concept of ground breakers mm -hmm. meaning we're all in this together so the vision is if, if anyone has ever attended a groundbreaking ceremony, you kind of get goosebumps. It's exciting. It's a sunny day. You're out there in the dirt with your shovel, but you're not there by yourself. You're there as a team. So we're all groundbreakers, economic development organizations, the client, the site selection consultant, the construction contractor, the, the city planner. We're all, we're all responsible. The electric utility that put the infrastructure in a decade ago, we all are doing the long game of economic development together. And so we're all groundbreakers. And so that's where we're introducing that concept. And the tools are for all of us. Awesome. That is a, it's really, uh, and from that site selectiontech.com, you can go learn about what Lois is doing, what Lasso is doing, what Site Shepherd is doing. Those are the different software tools, but they're, they're just software services to solve really a human connection problem. Right, right. 
So a lot of our listeners are in small to mid-sized communities, and uh, and they they often ask me, how do I get on site consultants' radar? How do I how do I get them to find me? So what would your advice to them? List your site. <laughs> there are a lot of sites unlisted. That's there are good. a lot of sites unlisted, right? I mean, Airbnb, Zillow.com. It's so interesting in our personal lives when it comes to our homes and our vacation rental properties. We all seem to be able to figure out how to go to VRBO and get a great yeah. beach rental. But when it comes to listing our industrial assets, why is it so difficult to list them? Yeah. I mean, you can't can't find what you can't see. So I would say the number one thing is to have accurate data on your product and list it. Yeah, and then pictures and topos and where's the utility line? I mean, a lot of times I see a, a listing is still incomplete. They don't have the utility information and, you know, you know, so on and so forth. I would say 80% of the less listings we see are incomplete, which is why we have to send such detailed RFIs because right. the data is not out there to be collected. Yeah. So this technology, so most of our economic developers have gotten the RFIs from the site consultants with 300 questions and yes. due on Friday at five o'clock. And this technology you develop basically will help economic developers filter through those, right? I mean, this is going to be not only to help the, the client and the manufacturer, but also the economic developer. Yeah, the, definitely. Lasso was developed with the economic developer in mind. So I'm from a really small town in Warsaw, Indiana. Um, when I grew up, um, population of 15,000 people. Um, it's very personal. Almost everybody in our firm, our owner, we all have that very personal background, um, understanding that we understand that these RFIs are going to people and people live in communities and people have other jobs and filling out the RFI is just one of the jobs. And unfortunately in the past, it's just been so challenging. I mean, if you're an economic developer, you're filling out the same data on the same site again yeah. and again and again. And so what Lasso is looking to deliver is not having to fill it out so many times to have that memory of at least 30 to 40% of that data is the same between submissions. I mean, the Latin long didn't change. Right. So it, the, the system will remember that so that when you come back, you're only filling out the RFI that's specific yeah. to that project. Smart. I don't know why we hadn't come up with this before. So <laughs> very, very smart idea. So tell me, I always like to ask how you got into this business. So are, are you one that grew up wanting to do this or did you just kind of stumble over after? I grew up in a Baskin Robbins ice cream franchise that my mom oh. owned and operated. And I, when I was growing up in Warsaw, um, I wanted to be a newspaper reporter and I wanted to work, um, in real estate, because my mom was also a real estate agent and I grew up tagging along after her. So I did not know anything about site selection or economic development or real estate tech, or prop tech. I mean, I was Susie Donkers from at the Baskin Robbins on Main Street, Center Street in Warsaw, Indiana. So I went to Purdue University. I studied construction management um, and that got me um, out into the field, literally in, a, in boots and a hard hat. And I really just started working my way um, off of construction sites into buildings with indoor plumbing because that that uh, didn't recognize that working on construction sites was going to mean going to the bathroom and porta potties. So I right. finally worked my way back into a building and then just really started working real estate development deals. Um, and when I moved from Washington, D.C. to Greenville, South Carolina, it's really where I entered into the manufacturing and industrial up in up in Washington. I was working with the military and with corporate office, but when I moved into the South, 
um, the manufacturing industrial sector is really the driver. So I, I like most, have had a circuitous route uh, into site selection and economic development, but I'm happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. Well, is this your first Mardi Gras? This is my first Mardi Gras. Nice, I've okay. been to two jazz fests. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. Those are great. This is my those first Mardi Gras. So, so for our listeners, we haven't done the parade yet. All of our guests get to see the Mardi Gras parade tonight. So uh, so she still really hadn't done it, even though she said <laughs> she won't be able to say that tomorrow. So hope you have a good time so far. Thank you so much for inviting us. It's This is a fantastic, really friendly and connection-driven event, and we're happy to be here. Yeah, we like that, New Orleans. You know, uh, actually, one of our speakers this morning said, I think New Orleans suffered in COVID more uh, socially than most towns, because down here, this is what we do. We eat together, we hug, we, <laughs> we go to parades, and so, and I actually, uh, I think the New Orleans spirit kind of hurt. Not only, not and we had it bad, we, we got all the ways, but I, this place is just kind of built around, you know, community coming together and, and that was taken away from us. So I think that's why this Mardi Gras is going on last. Well, I also feel like New Orleans is built on art and music and artistry, visual artistry, performing arts. And what's so interesting is during COVID it was when we got isolated and disconnected from each other, we all flocked to arts, right? Yeah. Music, movies, puzzles. And in New Orleans is just has all of that on display. It's yeah. it's fun to see all the inspiration yeah. coming out and the colors and the floats. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, any last uh, tips you want to give our listeners before we sign off? Uh, list your sites, uh, know your numbers, and um, I would say go to siteselectiontech.com to learn more about that journey. Uh, but Overall, um, I think Mark Williams was uh, said something this morning about differentiation. My mom calls it claim to fame. So I would say if you're an economic developer in a small town out there, you know, every town has a story and every place has a claim to fame. Um, and we're looking forward to hearing what yours is. Awesome. Thank you so much, folks. That's Susan Donkers. In today's Executive Search Spotlight, we're gonna highlight the Montgomery County Action Council. This is Montgomery County, Kansas. They're hunting a new executive director. Uh, for those of you all not familiar with where Montgomery County, Kansas is, it's kind of right in between Kansas City and Tulsa. They're on the southern Kansas border, uh, close to Wichita and Joplin. So very good geography to recruit industry. They also have four industrial parks with space. So quite a bit of property. Also had a lot of success. Have several deals that are currently being developed or in the making. So they have a lot of momentum, a good opportunity to come in and win very quickly. They're looking for somebody that can do industrial recruitment, existing industry, um, anything job creation, as well as some image projection and helping the Montgomery County Action Council market. So if you're interested, go to thenextmovegroup.com backslash Montgomery. As far as pay, they are offering around $75,000 to $95,000 competitive benefits. That's based on experience. So if you want some more information, visit that website. Look, we are running this job till Friday, May 27th. That's when the deadline is. So you have plenty of time to research it. For more questions, reach out to Brittany McCoy at 504-615-7174.